Hi, I'm Adewale Adejumo. I build businesses and I also teach people how to take control of their lives. You are listening to the Epilogue Buddha podcast where I'll be bringing you some of the best personal growth mentors and entrepreneurs on the planet. And they will be sharing the best ideas on personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. A word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by dropstore.co.za. If you want to start an online e-commerce business, Dropstore helps you create an online website and it helps you find products from suppliers to sell on your online store, add them to your online store, and ship them directly to your customers easily. You will never have to pay upfront for an inventory, which keeps your risks very low. Visit dropstore.co.za to find products or to distribute your products to the thousands of resellers on the platform. Use Dropstore to start and grow your online business today. Hey, welcome to the Apple Builder Podcast, Adewale here. Today, I will be talking to you about eight tactics that you can apply to your life right now for you to be able to move from having a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And the first time that I learned about scarcity mindset was from Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And here's what it said about the scarcity mindset. It said that most people are deeply scripted in what I call the scarcity mindset. They see life as having only so much as though there were only one pie out there. And if someone were to get a big piece of the pie, it would mean less for everybody else. The scarcity mindset is the sum zero paradigm of life. People with a scarcity mindset have a very difficult time sharing recognition and credit, power or profit, even with those who help in the production. They also have a very hard time being genuinely happy for the success of, of, of other people. So in other words, the scarcity mindset revolves around the idea that there simply is not enough to go around and that they can only be one raise at work and if one person gets that raise everyone else can't have it that your paycheck only has a certain amount of money in it and if i don't spend all of it now it will go away the man will take it and if i don't party when i'm young i will never have the chance to party later so this custom mindset always focuses on the extreme short term of every decision so what happens is that with the scarcity mindset, we ask ourselves, what is the most fun option right now? What uses up the resources I have right now so that they cannot be taken away later? And it ignores the long term of every choice. And here's the thing, the most fun choice in the short term often has long term consequences. And if you spend all of your paycheck this week, how, how are you going to have anything in the future? And what this also does is that it creates sadness and jealousy in our lives. And because if someone else got that one raise at work, you're going to feel like you didn't get it. You're going to feel like someone else got something special and you didn't. And the result of this is that you take from that a feeling of jealousy towards the person who got the raise or a feeling of sadness that someone that somehow you were not rewarded with that perk. When it comes to your personal finance, it's very hard if you have a, if you have a scarcity mindset because the scarcity mindset pushes you to spend your paycheck as soon as you get it before someone else or something takes it from you. 
scarcity mindset causes you to be paranoid about taxes and also causes you to avoid investing. And usually people with this mindset find ways to blame the man in order to explain their personal finance failures and as though it is the system that is causing them to spend the entire paycheck well before the next one arrives. Don't realize that the reason why they do this is because they are harboring a scarcity mindset. Okay, enough about scarcity mindset for a second, right? Let's talk about the abundance mindset. Because, and just going back again to Stephen Covey's book, right? The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This is how he describes the abundance mindset, which is the abundance mentality, on the other hand, flows out of a deep inner sense of personal worth and security. It is a paradigm that there is plenty out there and enough to spare for everybody. It results in sharing of prestige, of recognition, of profit, of decision making. It opens possibilities, options, alternatives, and creativity. So typically, the abundance mindset mentality focuses on the long term because it involves deep understanding that just because you don't get to have something right now does not mean you will not be able to have it later. And skipping the party right now doesn't mean that you will never be able to have a good time again. And someone else getting a raise does not mean that you will not you will never get a raise. And, and, and it tends to create positive feelings towards others. Because if you feel as though someone else's perk is not taken away from anything that you have in your life, or anything that you may receive, it becomes much, much easier to feel happy for that person. And another person getting a raise or finding a nice relationship is not a source of jealousy or, or internal pain. It's a source of genuine happiness for that person because you know that that person's perk doesn't take anything away from you. And obviously, personal finance is much easier if you have an abundance mindset because you don't feel that you need to spend money as soon as you get it because you know that there will be more of it. You become less paranoid about taxes and you're less afraid to, to invest. So now that I've just given you a little bit of a background, let's just jump straight into the eight tactics to allow you to switch to an abundance mindset and to allow you to cultivate it because naturally it takes a lot of sense to adopt an abundance mindset, right? Not only does it help you out in your financial situations and make being frugal and investing both make more sense it also helps in many other aspects of your of your life such as your friendships your relationship your romantic relationships your career success and your skills building there are many things that you can do to build up and cultivate an abundance mindset and pushing that scarcity mindset off to the side of your of your life and here are some eight things that you can do regularly to keep your mind in the right place number one try and have appreciative conversations so rather than talking about things that you don't have try to engage in conversations with friends and family about the multitude of the things that you have and ask friends about the things that they have that have gone well for them in the last week and focus on the big things they are working on don't be afraid to share the you know the same things about yourself and talk about personal achievements and personal successes and personal experiences and leave out talking about the things that you don't have and things that you never achieve out of the conversation. So naturally, you can't shift entirely to this mode 
But keep these ideas in mind as conversation starters and look for times when the conversation shifts to jealous talk or discussion of material things that someone wants and then try to shift the conversation away from those topics. Number two is that you need to try and organize your life and your home. And the, and the simple process of getting your possessions, your time and your information better organized does a lot to do with cultivating an abundance mindset. And by doing this, you begin to see how many things and how much time you are, you you're actually already have in your life. Because whenever I, I reorganize my closet, for example, I'm shocked at all the things that I find. I feel incredibly abundant. I often wind up setting off a few things, you know, whenever I adopt a new time management tactic, I feel incredibly productive for a while because I've realized how much time I actually have in my life. An organization exposes you directly to the riches you already have in place. Number three is you need to reduce your consumption of media. I mean, you've probably heard this um, <laughs> quite a few times because almost every form of media in some way revolves around cultivating desire for things you don't have, which is a key element of a scarcity mindset because advertisers are particularly nasty in this regard, right? But that's just the first piece of the equation. Quite often, the programs themselves or the articles, if you are looking at written media like websites and newspapers, are written in a way to cultivate desires. And the best way to battle those that onslaught is to simply reduce your media uptake. Take an hour where you might have watched television or browsed the, the internet and instead spend it doing something outside with your hands. Use that time to do something to improve yourself in some way. Number four is that you need to share what you have with others because by sharing what you have with others, you begin to see several things. Firstly, you often feel good about what you've shared. You've improved the other person's life. And second, you often find that you don't really miss what you've shared. And third, when you share regularly, people are willing to share right back with you. And this isn't just about sharing money or possessions. It includes sharing time, knowledge, connections with people around you. Spend an afternoon helping a friend out. Spend an hour walking someone through a process that you understand quite well. Make an effort to introduce two people you know who might have something valuable in common. Of course, sharing possessions or money is never a bad idea. <laughs> okay, but give it to your give it to your local food pantry. If you see your neighbor struggling to dig a hole, lend your neighbor a shovel. If your neighbor can't use your use the internet at home, let them use your Wi-Fi for a while. You have plenty, so sharing isn't a big deal at all. Try to create a win-win situation, and I love this one. You know, because one of the hallmarks of a scarcity mindset is that for every winner, there must be at least one loser. Not everyone can win because there simply isn't enough to go around. And so, in order to combat that idea. Try to create situations where everyone wins. Host a potluck dinner. Give thanks to everyone who has helped you with specific thanks, you know, whenever you present ideas. Swap tasks with people so that everyone gets a task that, that they enjoy or are skilled at. When you, when you create situations where everyone gets to shine and everyone gets to share, everyone wins. There are no losers. 
Next one is to look for positives in every loss because sometimes life deals you a bad hand. And when that happens, the scarcity mindset will often be there whispering about how unfair it is and how other people are somehow luckier than you. Guess what? For starters, the people you see as luckier have usually made sacrifices and seen some losses too. And for, and for another, almost every bad deal that life hands us has a few as a few valuable items, I have a few valuable um, lessons hidden in there. And whenever life deals with a rough moment, stop and think about the positives that are coming out of this change. When you do this, it's likely that you, know, that you will not get overwhelmed with the negatives, but you'll be able to see the positives that are offered, that are offered in those specific bad situations. So, so spend some time reflecting on those positives and keep in mind that at least something good came out of the situation. The next one is to stop comparing yourself to others. And I did a podcast about this on, on, on several, I think eight ways on how you can, on, on, on things that you can apply to your life to stop comparing yourself to others. Because in a scarcity mindset, all that matters is how you compare to others. In the abundance mindset, what matters is how you compare to yourself, how you live out of your own ideals in your day-to-day life. Social media makes this like much, much difficult because on social media, people often post, you know, the highlight reel of their life, showing off all the good things that's going on, but avoiding the mundane things and usually the bad things. So if you spend time comparing your whole life to someone else's highlight, you're going to naturally feel inadequate. It's not a fair comparison, okay? If you're struggling with comparing yourself to others, cut back on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like, you know, and other forms of social media. Instead of, so instead, just focus on thinking about what you can do right now to make your life better. And last but not least, gratitude. And there's many ways to do this you can you, you can you can meditate, which is my favorite, which is, which is actually my favorite way of of practicing gratitude. I know a lot of people keep a gratitude journal. So when you spend a bit of your time noting the things that you're doing well in your life and you're grateful for, every day gives us moments that fills us with joy and shows us how much life has to offer. So keep it so so keep a lot of this every day so each day write down 10 things that you want to remember about that day because those are the things that you that you want to be gratitude oriented towards there are things in your life that made your day better and those constant reminders of the good things in your life done at the end of each day will let you have more good things in your life that you can possibly explore like that, that you can possibly explore fully and that's abundance in its truest sense. So look, when you have an abundance mindset, the choice to spend less doesn't feel like that much of a sacrifice because your life is already full of good things. And when you have an abundance mindset, investing just seems like you're giving a gift to your future self and that feels good. So remember that your life is full of wonderful things, more than you can possibly explore. So, so when someone else gets a reward, it doesn't mean that you are going without it. It just means that someone else 
as a good thing happening in their life and that there's something worth celebrating. I've come to the end of this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe, share with friends and families that you feel can benefit this. And if you want to post this on social media, tag me in your post so that I can be part of the comments and part of the conversations. I'm Adewade Dejumo, and this is the Happy Like Buddha podcast. I would love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Adewale Adejumo. On Instagram, at TheRealWale Adejumo. And on Twitter, at Wale Adejumo. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the Happy Like Buddha podcast so that you do not miss new episodes we will release. And I will see you on our next episode.